Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Hey, well, I'm so grateful that you came out tonight. I know it's a different weekend. We've got uh, a big thing happening here at the East Missoula campus tomorrow. Uh, Those in Star Valley, if you'll bear with me for just a moment while we do a little housekeeping here. We are super excited that tomorrow is our day of serve. If you've not been here for one of those, it's an amazing opportunity for us to get to go out as a church family and serve our community. If you've been a part of River for any amount of time, you know that that happens every weekend that we have uh, different services, different outreaches that we do every weekend. But this weekend in particular, we set aside and we really want as many people from our church family to go out together and to serve this community. And so we have projects lined up all over uh, the city. Even in our Lee, we've got a project that we're gonna, we're gonna be doing. And so we really, really would love for you to come out. If you've not yet signed up to serve with us, the schedule tomorrow is gonna look a little different than it has in the past in that we're going to have church at 10.30. That's gonna be a one-hour gathering. Uh, it'll be a synopsis of what you're gonna hear tonight and and we'll spend some time in worship. And then we're going to uh, change gears. There's going to be a free lunch that's going to take place while you register and get your shirt and all your stuff. And then we're going to send teams out and we're just going to minister to our community. So I want to encourage you, if you've not yet signed up, it doesn't matter how old you are. There's something for everybody. Even our kids that are not going to go out with us while they're back in uh, kids' church, they're going to have a special project they're going to be doing something for our kids in Malawi, and so it's going to be an amazing, amazing day. So if you haven't yet signed up, I want to encourage you to do so. Uh, you can hop onto the app. You can stop at the Welcome Center. They'll help you with that if you need help, but um, this is a really important day for our church and for our community, and our hope is that in the, as the years uh, go forward, we are, we are uh, in talks with other churches, that they will join with us, and how cool would it be if the church capital C ministered to the community all on the same day, and we just showed God's love. Instead of just talking about it, we showed it. Amen? Amen. So I just want to encourage you with that. Um, For those of you who are in Star Valley, you have other outreach projects that are going on, and so I would just encourage you uh, to keep in touch with Zeb and Stacy, and they will let you know what those are as they move forward in that. Um, Well, I want to take just a few moments tonight, and I want to talk to you about Uh, the essentialness of serving. Uh, Pastor Hunter did a great job last weekend, did he not, as he talked about prayer being essential. And so I had already planned on talking about serving, and after I sat in the gathering on Sunday morning, I was like, man, you know what else is essential as we're looking at this? It's serving. And so I want to prove that to you tonight because I think sometimes this gets lost in, in all of the things that we are called to be as Christians But this is such an important one. So let's look at John chapter 13, starting verse 1. It says this. It was just before Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, 
he poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Let's pray. God, in the next few moments as we look at your word, I pray, Father, that you'll show us what we need to see. God, we thank you so much that you love us and you, as an example, show us the way that you want us to live our lives. So, Father, I pray over this weekend right now, I know that there are so many things in play to make tomorrow happen. So, Father, we just pray that not only will everything work the way that it's supposed to, but that, God, we will be able to reach this community in ways that we never have before. We praise you for that, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to take a moment, and Max Licato wrote a book that was called On Calvary's Hill, and he describes this story that I just read to you, and I want you to hear his description of it because I found it quite enlightening. It said this, It has been a long day. Jerusalem is packed with Passover guests, most of whom clamor for a glimpse of the teacher. The spring sun is warm, the streets are dry, and the disciples are a long way from home. A splash of cool water would be refreshing. The disciples enter a room one by one and take their places around the table. On the wall hangs a towel, and on the floor sit a pitcher and a basin. Any one of the disciples could volunteer for this job, but no one does. After a few moments, Jesus stands and removes his outer garment. He wraps a servant's girdle around his waist, takes up the basin and kneels before one of the disciples. He unclasps the sandal and gently lifts the foot, placing it in the basin and covers it with water and begins to bathe it. One grimy foot after another, Jesus works his way down the row. In Jesus' day, the washing of feet was a task reserved not only for servants, but the lowest of the servants. In this case, the one with the towel and the basin is the king of the universe. Hands that shape the stars now wash away filth. Fingers that form the mountains now massage toes. And the one before whom all nations will one day kneel now kneels before his disciples. Hours before his own death, Jesus' concern is singular. He wants his disciples to know how much he loves them. You can be sure that he knows the future of these feet he is washing. These feet will dash for cover at the flash of a Roman sword. Only one pair of feet won't abandon him in the garden. And Judas, who will abandon Jesus this very night at this table. What a passionate moment when Jesus silently lifts the feet of his betrayer and washes them in the basin. Jesus knows what these men are about to do. By morning, they will bury their heads in shame and look down at their feet in disgust. And when they do, he wants them to remember how his knees knelt before them and washed their feet. He forgave their sin before they even committed it. He offered mercy before they even sought it. I thought that was a powerful way to look at this story, but I think there's something as we, set, uh, as we step into this weekend, this this amazing opportunity that we have to serve our community. I want us to understand that serving isn't just this thing that we think is kind of cool, but it's actually a command from God that he expects us to do. And so tonight I want to spend a few moments and I want us to understand that first of all, serving is necessary. Serving isn't just something that, oh, that's cool that you like that. No, it's a command. It's something that's expected from us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this, It is God himself who has made us what we are 
and given us new lives in Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives helping others. So in other words, God designed us. He set things in motion for us. Even before you ever accepted Christ, he said, I have a plan for you. And that plan involves helping others. Now, don't get me wrong, because it's, it's good for us as people to have goals and to have dreams and to have our own plans, but can I tell you what's more important than your plans or your dreams? It's your calling. And as we look at this, we understand that God said the calling that he has for you is to help other people. And so when we, when we allow our plans to interfere with that calling, we're saying to God, our plans are more important than what you designed me for. Look at this, Romans chapter 7, verse 4. Now you belong to him in order that we might be useful in the service of God. Can I just tell you that I'm going to barrage you with a bunch of scripture tonight because I think it's important for us, the church, to realize the importance of what we're about to do. It shouldn't be a once a year thing. The reason that we do the once a year thing, it isn't so that we can check a box and say, okay, now we served. It's so that those of you who haven't already found your place in service can come and realize how much it fulfills you to do this so that our hopes is that from there you will find more places to serve. Your call to salvation included your call to service. They are the same thing. Regardless of your job, your career, your full-time Christian uh, calling is to serve. And can I just tell you that a non-serving Christian is a contradiction in terms. If you are a Christian and you are not serving, then you are a walking contradiction. If you've ever asked God, what is, the, what is your plan for my life? Can I just tell you, he's asked it and you've asked it and he's answered it already. You don't need to, you don't need to wait for some big revelation because he already says it in his word. Your call is to be a help to others. Your call is to serve other people. Number two, we are called to love people, not position. People today want position. You, like, like no time I've ever seen before, everybody wants to be an influencer. Now there's social media influencers. So, so you, get an, you build an audience so that whatever you say, lots of people will like it and watch it and hear you. And, and there are people that are just making millions of dollars as just social media influencers. They want position. But we are not called to seek position. We are called to love people. And the reality is, is Jesus shows this to us because Jesus has position. He is, he is the creator of all things. He is the son of God. He is the most important. But yet in this moment, right before he is, he's about to be betrayed, right before he's about to be put on trial, right before he's going to be put, put to death, he takes a moment in that meal and he takes off his outer garment and he puts on a servant's cloak. And in that moment, he begins to wash the feet of his disciples. Luke chapter 16 says this, unless you are faithful in small matters, you won't be faithful in large ones. If you cheat even a little, you won't be honest with the greater responsibilities. Many of us sit here today and we have big dreams and hopes of, of God using us in amazing ways. I want to I wanna stand before stadiums of people and, and give an altar call and watch as the crowds come forward. Or, or I want to lead a ministry that will impact the world. I want all of these things. But God is saying, what are you doing with the little things? 
Are you showing up on the little things? Are you, are you making yourself humble in the little areas? It's amazing to me when we started River of Life, we, we understood that this was the calling that we had, that we were not going to, that service wasn't going to be something that was a sidelight, that we would have a couple of things a year so we could check a box. It needed to be the heartbeat of who we were. And so as we started this place, one of the things that we did, and most at that time, the staff wasn't paid, but on, on, even on the weekends, we would either be serving an outreach or, or during the, the gathering, you would see that pastors would be at the end gathering the garbages and taking them to the dumpster and, and making sure that the, the thing was ready for the next day. And can I tell you, that even though we've hired somebody to do custodial, we still ask our pastors to do that. We all take turns doing it. Why? Because we want us to realize that there is nothing that is beneath us, Right? If Jesus can take off his outer cloak and put on a servant's garment and get down and, and do the dirtiest job there was, then what is it that stops us from being who we're supposed to be? Galatians chapter 6, verse 3, if you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You are not that important. That is, a, that is Paul Boom quote right there. Like, if you think you're that important, you're not that important, he says. I love it. Uh, we go to the Dream Center on a regular basis, and the, the first time that I brought my wife to the Dream Center, um, we had the opportunity to, uh, they kind of split our group up, and, and Shannon had the chance to be in the, in the cafeteria. And so um, she would tell you this story. It's, it's one of her favorite stories from being at the Dream Center, and I've probably even shared it in here before. But it's just this amazing moment where she's back there and they're, they're fixing the meals, they're getting everything ready and the doors aren't open yet, but they're doing all the prep work. And then somebody comes running back into the cafeteria and they said, the VIPs are here. Get ready, the VIPs are here. And so they're all, everybody's straightening up, making sure everything's wiped down and looks good. And, and my wife is thinking, oh, the executives from the office are coming down or, or maybe somebody from the city because there's often people that will visit the Dream Center to, to uh, see what the programs are. And so she's trying to think, oh, who could it be? Who, who are the VIPs and, and what does this look like? I also know that there are, there are sports stars and celebrities that will come and want to tour the Dream Center. So maybe that's who it is and that's where her mind goes. And all of a sudden the door opens and the homeless start to come in. And everybody begins to yell, the VIPs are here, and they begin to clap as these homeless men and women come in to get their meal for the day. We've got to change our mindset. We've got to understand who we are and that it isn't about us building ourselves up, but it's really about us getting to a position where we, where we trust God. And I, I, I think of this story, and I think about the fact that, that Jesus takes out, off his outer garment because he so badly wants to, wants to show them who he is. And so he says, I'm gonna, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care who sees me, but I'm going to put on this servant's, this servant's cloak. Mine just happens to say, feed the need on it. Um, Good advertisement. Uh, but he gets down and he does something that nobody would want to do. He gets down and he washes his feet and he spends time with each disciple. And I can only imagine, I, I was thinking about this scene earlier. I can only imagine what that must have been like for the disciples to have Jesus 
how embarrassing maybe it was to, to know, oh, dang, I should have I maybe clipped my nails before today. I should have I done a little work on, on myself. But, but Jesus doesn't care about any of that because it's more important that he gets down and he shows them, I'm showing you what to do. I'm showing you who you are and who I want you to be. We are commanded to serve, and we need to understand this. John chapter 13, verse 15 I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Jesus doesn't say here, do it if you feel like it. Do it if you can fit it in your schedule. Do it if it's convenient or if you like it. I was thinking about this today as I was driving in. It's in this story. Jesus is down and he's washing their feet. And it's just a few verses later that Jesus leads them in communion. So he says, he says, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, do this to remember my body that was broken and all these things that, that we know as, as a church are important. So in that same verse where he says, hey, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take communion. I want you to remember the sacrifice that I'm going to make. In that same story, at that same dinner, he gets down on his knees and he washes feet. And he says, what I'm doing, you need to do. Now, if we were a church, it, it, I, I, I talked to different pastors and we had the outreach conference here. And oftentimes I'll talk to people and they'll say things like, oh man, we really love that you guys are so outreach oriented. We love River and we love the fact that you love to serve. We're not really a serving church. We're more of a, like a discipleship church. We're more of a, we're more of a like community. We're just all about like our community and just getting to know each other. But that's good because we need to have some serving churches out there. Can you imagine if you came to visit River of Life and, and you came for a while and then you said, hey, how come, uh, do you guys ever take communion? No, we're not really a communion church. We're more of a serving church. We're so glad that you're a communion church. That's really good for you, but we're more of just a serving church, right? You'd go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What does that have to do with the other? Like, like you can't have both of those? Because Jesus in the same meal said we should have both of those, right? So as much as a church should take communion, a church should serve. Because he doesn't say, hey, you know, I'd like for part of the body of Christ to serve. So if, that, if you feel led to that, that would be great. No, he said, what I've done, you do. Yeah. What's important to me, make it important to you. And so for us, we need to realize how important this actually is. See, Jesus didn't care if someone mistook him for a servant. He was comfortable grabbing the towel instead of the spotlight. He understood that, that serving is essential. That doing this is is not just a, something that's nice. It's something that is so powerful and important. Listen to Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Your attitude must be like my own, for I, the Messiah, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life. The more we become like Jesus, the more you will passionately serve others. Amen. Jesus took off his outer garment and he put on a servant's apron, he got down on his knees, and he did the worst job available. It's not that there was no one else that could have done it. It was because he so badly wanted 
not only for his disciples to see love, but he also wanted them to understand the calling. This faith journey is different than anything else because everything else in the world says, how do you get to the next level? How can you get, how can you, how can you be better? How can you be more important? How can you be all of these things? And tomorrow we're gonna, we're gonna send people out from this place and some of you are gonna go and you're gonna pick up garbage in East Missoula. And some of you are gonna go and do some yard work and others are gonna build picnic tables and bring them to the homeless encampments. And there's all kinds of things that are gonna be happening tomorrow. And the reality is, is for us as a church, what we need to understand is in this moment, it's actually some of the best preaching that we'll ever do. Because we can preach from up here, but a lot of them will never hear it. But when we go out on those streets and we preach with our actions, now we're speaking a language that everyone can understand. We're speaking in, a word, in, in, a, in terms that everyone gets. If all of a sudden you say, hey, I care about you, but you do nothing, then do you actually care about me? But if I give up my Sunday, maybe the only sunny day of the week, because it'll probably snow sideways on Monday. We don't know. It's Montana. <laughs> don't, don't speak that. Uh, but I, I, I'm saying to you, listen, you're important enough to me that I'm willing to make a sacrifice to come. And now what happens is what I love is when I've, I, a lot of the years I'll get to be the one that gets to go out and pick up trash. And I love doing that because what will happen is people will drive by and go, what's going on? What are you doing? And I get to just say, hey, we're from River of Life, and we just love this community. And so we just thought, hey, we wanted to make it, we wanted to clean it up. Amen. And they'll go, wow, thank you. Thank you for that. And it's, it's, a, it's a sermon in and of itself. Why are we called to serve? Because we are called to love. And real love requires real action. We can speak love all we want, but until we actually put action behind what we're doing, it's just a lot of words. And there's a lot of people that will say a lot of words, but this world is looking for action. Jesus knew that by getting down on his knees in front of his disciples and washing their feet, and as disgusting as that probably was, he knew that in that moment, he was speaking something without any words. Here, the greatest communicator that's ever walked the face of the earth now kneels and says, what I'm trying to convey to you, words won't do it. So I've got to do it with action. So if Jesus needs to use action, how much more do we need to use action? Yeah. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, says this. Being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. So Jesus is always so good at not asking you to do something that he wouldn't do himself. As we look throughout Jesus' life, we see that he would continually not only ask us to do something, but as he would ask us to do something, he would show us what it looks like. So for Jesus to live his life in this mindset of being a servant, even though 
people were worshiping him. Imagine that scene. It was just right before that that Jesus had come into Jerusalem and the people were laying the palm fronds down on the ground and they were yelling Hosanna and glory to God in the highest and they were praising him and worshiping him. And now he finds himself in this meal and as he sits down, he looks around and he says, you know what? What I need them to understand is that it's not about my popularity in this place. It's about the consistency of who God's calling me to be. And so he sets aside all of those things and he grabs a towel and he grabs a basin of water and he begins to wash the feet of his disciples. For you and I, what we need to understand is God is calling his church to serve. Serving is not an option. Serving isn't something that some people like to do and others of us can opt out. It's essential. It's essential into who we are. So maybe you sit here today and you're not involved in anything, whether you're in, whether you're in Star Valley or you're, you're, you're in Malawi or you're watching somewhere else and you're just not involved. You're, you, you, you're like, oh, I love being part of River of Life Church. I love telling people all the stuff that we do, but you don't ever do any of it. Can I tell you what you're missing out on is the fact that God designed you to serve. He created you to serve. He's made it so that when you serve others, see, we do the day of service because, yeah, there's projects we can find, and it's great because we can go and help people in the community, and they'll, they'll say thank you, and they may, they may think about coming to church at some point. But honestly, it's even more a little bit selfish because when we go and we do what God's asking us to do and we serve other people, there's a fulfillment that can only come through that. Amen. And so I just want to challenge you for this weekend, if you've not yet made a decision to serve somewhere, I would encourage you to make it a priority tomorrow. I get it that you can say, oh, well, I'll do it another time or I've got other things going on tomorrow. But can I just tell you that in this moment, as we've looked at scripture, it says, this is what I've designed you to be. This is what I'm asking of you. And and it's not even asking, he's telling us. The same as he told us to take communion, he tells us to serve. The same space that he did that, he said, it's that important. I'm putting it in that same conversation because I want you to do it. And so if you, if you want to increase your faith journey, I just want to tell you, this is one of the best ways that you can do it. Because as you go out and serve, it does two things. It, it emboldens you. It, it brings power to you. It makes you closer to God because you're doing exactly what God's asked you to do but also now you are reaching into somebody else's life and you're making a difference inside of their life. And the amazing thing that happens when we do that is God shows up and he does what we can't do. So I wanna encourage you tonight, in just a few moments, we're gonna close this time together. We're gonna have a little bit more worship together. But this weekend is so important to us as a church family because when we started River of Life, God called us and he, he told us, he said, listen, you're going to, a lot of the church is going to be outside of the walls. A lot of what you do isn't going to happen in a room. It's going to happen out in the open. And so as, as we move forward in, in, in our, our calling, I want everybody to catch that heartbeat. There are so many churches that if you ask the pastor, they'll say that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And can I tell you, that is not a recipe for health. It's not healthy for the, for the 80%. It's not healthy for the church in general. What we need to be is we need to be people who are called to serve. 
that we understand that that's, that's not a wish, it's not a hope, it's a calling. And when we're talking about our calling, it's only there that we'll find fulfillment. And so I just want to encourage you. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes with me for just a few moments as we close this time out together. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, and that is I would love, love, love to have you come back tomorrow. You can come back to church if you want to. Otherwise, you can come right after church is over, and you can come and participate with us. But wherever you're watching this, I just want you to hear these words from me. Serving is essential. It's essential. It's it's who you're designed to be. It's what God has for you. It's where you'll figure out what it looks like to truly be a believer of Jesus Christ. And I've heard people say, oh, you talk about serving too much at River of Life. We've actually had families leave because of it. But I don't want to do you a disservice by not teaching you how important it actually is. We can get busy doing all the things that make us happy and make us feel important. Or we can look at God's word and say, what is it that you have for me, God? We're called to serve. We are absolutely called to serve. So I want to pray over you. I want to pray over tomorrow and what God's going to do. I want to pray over Star Valley. I got to watch as they did an outreach just a few weeks ago and it made the newspaper as they just randomly decided that they were going to make breakfast burritos and give them out to people that were walking downtown. And I thought that was a cool thing because they passed out all these breakfast burritos and people just were wondering what is the deal with this crazy church? And uh, just loving people, finding a need and filling it. And inside of that, we show who Jesus is. Amen. So we're going to close, I'm going to close with some prayer, then we're going to do a little bit more worship. And as we do that, I just want to encourage you to take a few moments and just spend some time worshiping and saying, God, help me to be who you want me to be. Show me where I can serve. Show me where I can be that vessel that you used to make a difference for your kingdom. God, we thank you so much for your love for us. We thank you, God, that you have plans, desires, and dreams for us. We thank you, Lord, that that God, you showed us. You didn't just tell us what to do, but you showed us. You were a living example of what it is to show love, to humble yourself, to not worry about a title, but to pick up a towel. So Father, I pray that your church will look more and more like you. That God, we won't be worried about whether we look good or whether we, whether we have status in our community. But instead, God, we will be a people who will be the first to pick up a towel, to bend over, and to wash some feet. God, I pray over tomorrow. Pray, God, that you'll use this church to change this community. I pray for those who have been hurt by the church, for those who have a bad taste in their mouth by faith and religion, that, God, tomorrow they'll see not a church, but they'll see a Savior who loves them, who cares for them, who wants to change the world. So God, we praise you for that. God, I pray over every need that's represented in this place tonight as we just spend a little bit of time in worship, and I know that the prayer teams will be up here willing to pray. I also know that there are people here tonight who are hurting, people here tonight who have even physical need that they just need a touch from you. So God, as we close this time out together, we just invite you 
into this room. We ask, God, that your presence would be here, that you would speak to your children, that you would show us what we need to see. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand as we worship? Thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks. Thanks.